Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. There are giants in the land. If we look at Numbers chapter 13, verses 30 through 33, then, now this is from the Amplified Bible, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession of it, for we will certainly conquer it. Now, what Caleb was talking about was here these spies had come back from looking into the promised land, the land that God had promised them. And this was, this was Caleb's report as a person who had been through the land, seen the people living there, and seen who their foes would be, you know, to come in and take the land. And then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession of it, for we will certainly conquer it. Verse 31 and 33 go a little differently. But the men who had gone up with him, the other spies, said, We are not able to go up against the people of Canaan, for they are too strong for us. That was the promised land, Canaan. So they gave the Israelites a bad report about the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we went in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, are part of the Nephilim. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Nephilim a lot of times could be translated giants. And I think in this case that was the intent that it would be translated giants. Uh, because it said that these people in the land of Canaan were of great stature. In other words, they were a lot bigger than, than the uh, Israelites. Now, do you see the differences between Caleb's report in verse 30 and the other spies, what they said in verses 31 through 33? Caleb knew God was with them and they would certainly conquer. His belief, his faith, was in the Lord. In each of the other verses in the bad report, these men only see the obstacles. They see the problems, the circumstances, the difficulties. And because the challenges loomed large in front of them, they felt small and inadequate to face them. Now this is nothing new or surprising. We deal with issues and stumbling blocks in our lives, things like this, every day. We think things like, how, how do we handle this? You know, thinking of some problem that we're having. What am I supposed to do now, now that some event has transpired or occurred? And I don't know where to start. I don't even know how to get started. This is such a mess. How do I, how do I get, how do I, how do I begin? Because the hurdles of life, the barriers to our blessings and promises of God are real. There are large problems, great issues in this life that we must deal with. As with the reports of the spies, it is true that there is strong opposition to us. There are still giants in the land. These obstructions in our lives are not figments of our imagination. They exist. They take a different form than what the Israelites faced, but they still exist. You know, the, it could be unexpected sickness. It 
Maybe your car breaks down and needs to be replaced. Maybe your basement floods or your roof leaks. Maybe you are unexpectedly locked down due to a virus. We're all familiar with that. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you lack food or water, you know, basic necessities. All of these are real circumstances, events that are unpleasant to face. There can be giants in our lives that are against us. With all of this to face, how can we be like Caleb? Notice again, Caleb said, let us go up at once and take possession of it, for we will certainly conquer it. What a bold statement. It goes against reason. It seems to defy the facts. Until you look back at what Caleb has seen and been through. Caleb had witnessed God in action. He had seen firsthand when the Egyptian when the Egyptians came out against the Israelites and pursued them, this was an army of a conquering nation. It was a world power in its day. In that area, it was a strong, strong power. But let's look at Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 to 31. This is a little long, but it's worth, it's worth noting. The angel of God, who had been going in front of the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. The pillar of the cloud moved from in front and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. It was a cloud along with darkness, but it gave light by night. Now that, that was, okay, so let me read this again. It was a cloud along with darkness, even by day to the Egyptians, so that it made it harder for them. But it gave light by night to the Israelites. So one army did not come near the other all night. God kept the Egyptians away. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept back the sea by a strong east wind all that night, and turned the seabed into dry land, and the waters were divided. Now, notice what we're saying here. The Lord swept back the sea. Using the wind, he swept back the sea and turned the seabed into dry land, and the waters were divided, split. The Israelites went into the middle of the sea on dry land, and the waters formed a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Then the Egyptians pursued them into the middle of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his war chariots, and his charioteers. So it happened at the early morning watch, before dawn, that the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud and put them in a state of confusion. He made their chariot wheels hard to turn, and the chariots difficult to drive. So the Egyptians said, Let us flee from Israel, for the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, so that the waters may come back over the Egyptians on their war chariots and their charioteers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal flow at sunrise, and the Egyptians retreated right into it. In other words, they retreated back into the water that was returning to where it was. So they were being met by the returning water, 
So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians and tossed them into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the charioteers, and all the army of Pharaoh had gone into the sea after them. Not even one of them survived. But the Israelites walked on dry land in the middle of the sea, and waters formed a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So even behind them, before the Israelites were totally across, he wiped out, using the the waters of the sea, he wiped out the army of of, uh, Egypt. The last two verses. The Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw Egyptians lying dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, they feared the Lord with reverence and awe-filled respect, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Now, Caleb has seen all of these things. He had already seen all of this. He had seen the Lord going before them as a, uh, a pillar, you know, a, a cloud. And as, <clears throat> let's see, what was it during the night? And then by night it was, uh, it was more of a pillar of fire, you know, like a pillar of smoke during the day and a pillar of fire. He had seen, he had seen them being led by God. He had seen God do this to protect them. You know, I heard somebody say one time, well, well, um, of course the Israelites could, could cross the Red Sea with no problem because the Red Sea was only like, you know, maybe a foot deep. Well, even if that were true, which I don't believe it was, but even if the Red Sea at that time was only a foot deep, it still shows a lot of miracle power for God to have drowned a whole pursuing army with a foot of water. So, you know, I, and, I, and like I said, now that's just something someone said with no proof, no fact, no, no anything to back that up. So, you know, it's hard to believe that it was only a foot deep and the people went across it and then the army behind them did not catch them or do something, you know. But, and it's hard to believe the army would have drowned and all that. And I do believe the word of God. So, and I believe, like we've talked about before, I believe a much more literal translation. I believe that this really happened the way it says. Okay. But nonetheless, this is what Caleb had seen. He had already seen mighty works and acts of God, mighty miracles. I don't know if he saw any of the other miracles that occurred before they left Egypt. But God protected the Israelites, his chosen people. He guided them to safety and removed the threat to their lives. Caleb was sure that God would do the same again. Whatever the obstacle or giant, God is bigger than that problem. We can have that same confidence today. If we follow the Lord, if we walk with God, Peter reminds us that we are God's people now. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him 
who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We are God's people now. Christians are God's people. So we can expect that kind of help from God. God will guide us through the obstacles of this life. He will aid us and defeat our giants if we follow the Lord. So what do we do now? Where do we start? We start with God and His Word. Then we will certainly conquer any problem we face. We need to study the Word. We need to be in God's Word. We need to know what God is saying to us. We need to let God guide us through our life. Now, I want us to look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. And this is in the King James Version because there's something good about the way that sounds. And that's the way I grew up reading this. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is always greater than the, our obstacles, our giants in the land, our problems, our issues. Our God, our Father, is greater. He is always greater. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.